Hey everyone, I'm so excited to answer some Q&A with you guys today. Um, we have some great questions from the community. So I'm just gonna dig in and if you guys are joining late, just comment below, say hi, let me know if you have any follow-up questions. And I hope you guys are having a great day today. So we'll start with question one, which is, from Emily Fontes, and she asks, how to pitch for guest spots on bigger podcasts? Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Emily. Okay, so Emily, I did talk about this in one of my podcast episodes, but I'll just give you like a super quick recap. In essence, when I have a big sh a show that I want to pitch, I'm going to send them like a super casual email or a voice DM after I have become front of mind for them. What does that mean? It means that I'm all up in their business. I'm liking their stuff. I'm in their Instagram stories, sometimes for months, like showing them that I care and that what they're doing is impacting me. And then I like to send a voice text or a voice DM and say like, Hey, what's up? You know, I know you get a million pitches, but I had this idea about what I could teach your market that I haven't seen on your show yet. And here's the deal. Like I am much, I have a smaller reach than you, but my reach is really deep and I promise to promote you across all the platforms. And I just want to serve your audience. I don't even have a pitch I want to make. I just want to be of service because your show has been of so much service to me. So you're coming from this place of really caring. And it also goes direct to that person. If you email, you're going to get blocked. You're going to get pitch blocked <laughs> by the VA, right? So I like to do that voice DM and then follow up with an email that says a similar thing. And you still get a ton of no's, but it doesn't mean no forever. There's been times where I've heard no, and then I go and I continue to cultivate the relationship. And a year later, it was a yes. So that is my very informal process for getting on bigger podcasts. And it works. You guys, I have been on shows with 15 million downloads, with 7 million downloads, and it all came from, you know, authentically reaching out and sharing what I wanted to do for their audience, not what's in it for me, okay? Not, look at me, I'm so fancy. It was from a heartfelt space of why I wanted to serve them. Drop me a one if that makes sense. Hi, Tessa. Okay, we're going to move on. Helena Grace Donald asks, I'm trying to figure out how the podcast categories work on iTunes. For example, when I click on categories, I see a list, but I'm not even sure if I fit into any of those categories. And then I hear of people charting number one in Christian Moms, just an example. And I'm wondering how that category is defined. Okay, so Helena, there's no category called Christian Moms. <laughs> Um, I think people just, we just, you can claim that you're in a category because you're in a niche. However, when you are actually choosing a category inside of Apple, you only have so many to choose from. So you really have to think about where would my avatar be searching? Which of these categories would they be hanging out in to look for the answers that they're seeking or to look for the stuff that I teach. So for example, if you're teaching entrepreneurship for moms, you really have to ask yourself, 
should I be inside of entrepreneurship as my number one category or should I be inside of, let's say, parenting because I'm talking to moms? So I want you guys to remember, it's not who the person is, it's what the person's searching for. So if I'm an entrepreneur and a mom, I'm going to be looking in the entrepreneurship space in that category. Does that make sense? Hi, Tara. Hi, Michelle. Drop me a one if you guys are with me and you are getting this stuff. And please, if you have any questions about podcasting, comment below, okay? Um, next, what you really want to think about is which category is going to maybe set you apart a little bit more so than a big category. So for example, if that Christian entrepreneurship podcast has a choice of being in just business or being in entrepreneurship as category one, which one would you guys choose? We would choose entrepreneurship, right? Because that's a smaller category than business in and of itself, if that makes sense. Yes, there'll be a replay, Michelle. Um, okay, and how do you guys find your ranking? You're going to use chartable.com. It's free. Go get registered and put in the name of your show. And the Chartable website will search for your RSS feed. And then you'll have to update it every so often to find your ranking. Now, I'll tell you, I have been ranked number 27 at my best moments, you know, and I've also been unranked. So it's very, very volatile. Don't freak out if you are not ranked, okay, right away, or if you are ranked right away and then you're not ranked because it's all based on what's happening right now in this moment. So if you're not getting a ton of downloads and reviews at that moment, maybe it's a Sunday or something, your rankings are going to be affected. It's a moving scale. So I go in there, I check, I don't sweat it, but if I have a great rate ranking or rating, I'll use it for marketing. I'll say I've reached number 27 in my category, in my entrepreneurship category. It's great to market using that, okay? You're not gonna always stay at that rate ranking unless you, you know, really, really make it big because it's based on so many moving variables. Does that make sense? Hi, everybody. Hi, Jacqueline. You guys, drop me a one if all of this is making sense. If you have any new questions to add about podcasting, just comment below. I can't see any comments coming through. So comment so that I can see that it's working. <laughs> if not, I'm going to have to like log in on my computer and check your comments. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Hi, Sherry. Yeah, I literally don't see any comments. I don't know why. Jacqueline, give me one. Okay, we're good. You guys are just being quiet. That's okay too. All right, let's move on. So Kate Reuter asks, is there a way to get a notification when you get a new review or rating? In iTunes, I do not believe so. Somebody else may have a different answer for that, but as far as I know, there's no way to get an alert. Hi, Michelle. All right, next question was from Liz. Hammonds, I just read somewhere that you have up to eight weeks from your launch date to try and make new and noteworthy. Is there any truth to that? Yes, you do have eight-ish weeks to make new and noteworthy. Now, the reason in Podcast Pro I really have you guys try to hit new and noteworthy in your first week 
is because one, and here's the weird thing about new and noteworthy, you can do everything right and still not get there. And you can do everything wrong and get there. So we don't know the secret sauce. We don't know. Maybe it's political. I don't know. We don't know the secrets to new and noteworthy, but here's what we know. We can try to hit new and noteworthy by getting as many downloads as possible and as many uh, written reviews as possible in one week. So I've had clients do it before um, where they've actually hit that category following that criteria. And then I've had people literally blow it out of the park, like a hundred reviews. Yeah. Like Emily, she hit number four, you guys in her category, like 50 reviews and she didn't hit new and noteworthy. So there's just no logic to how they choose people. All you can do is your best and it is what it is. So I really wouldn't put a lot of weight in, oh, I didn't hit it. Look, so many people don't hit it. People that do incredible. Really what you want to focus on, ladies, is traction in reviews. Because when I go and I look at someone's show, I'm immediately checking out reviews. How many reviews do they have and what do those reviews look like before I even consider them as a guest? Before someone considers me, they're looking at my show going, how many reviews does she have? What do those reviews look like? They're reading any negative feedback. So because we can't see other people's downloads, we can really only go by reviews. So that's why I have you guys focus so heavily on your reviews in that first week. But yeah, Liz, you do have roughly eight weeks. But again, it's a secret as to how do you really get on there? And you'll see, like people have done studies. There's so many blogs on this. And someone will get in there that has six reviews, you know, and like five downloads and they get featured. So, all right, let's move on. Next question. If you guys have any other questions, please comment below because I only have one more question to answer here. And then if you have any to answer, please comment them below. Anything to do with podcasting or in that space. All right. Joelle and Emily are wondering, so far my podcast episodes are all solo. I don't have a desire to do interviews, but it might allow me to bump up to two episodes per week. Is this a good idea? And then Joelle second, seconded, seconded, second that question. <laughs> okay. So here's the deal with interviews, you guys. If you don't have the desire and they're not going to light you up, don't do them because interviews are so much work. They really are. Here's the pros and cons to interviews. So the pros are you have something new that you can add to your audience because people may or may not get tired of hearing from you. But I don't know, when you guys go listen to your favorite shows, how do you feel about interviews? I actually prefer the solo shows of the people that I love. What do you guys think? Comment below and tell me. Do you prefer to hear your favorite podcasters solo or do you also like when they do interviews? I love to hear my peeps rock on solo. I skip interviews sometimes, which is interesting. So that could be a pro or a con. They are more work, but if that interviewee actually promotes you, it can be good publicity. So pro and con there as well. It's more scheduling. It's 
sometimes less editing because at least for me, when I do an interview, we're very casual and we're back and forth, boom, boom, boom. There's really no editing. So I like that an interview has less to edit. So that could be a pro of an interview. But here's really the question for you, Emily, and for anyone else that's in this boat. Do you enjoy interviews? Do you want to do interviews? If you are not lit up by talking to other people and finding the right people for your show and having them promote and doing contracts and releases and all these things, um, don't do it. Even if it takes you to two a week, Emily. If it lights you up, do it. And here's another thing, you guys. I want to really note this. There's no rules. There are no rules in podcasting. You can have a 100% solo show, Emily, and then go, ooh, I found someone super inspiring that will add a ton of value and throw a guest in there. Even if that's the only guest ever, so what? It's your show. Because um, there's been, I've been like, I'm not doing guests anymore and I'm going to a coaching model and then somebody just is so wonderful and I want them to be on the show and I bring them on. Like there's no rules, okay? Um, I would, however, think about Emily, if you're, if you are slower right now, how else can you do two episodes a week? How else can you bring in new content? Can you do SEO audits live on your show? Can you do an SEO mini session with somebody live on the show? Can you do a mini tip of the week or something different? It doesn't have to be interviews. Okay. Let me know if that helps you. All right, Michelle Harkins asks, have you seen a plump in numbers on your podcast since quarantine? I like that word, plump. <laughs> Prefers, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, actually, my podcast has gone down. My downloads have gone down since quarantine. My phone might die, so I'm gonna plug it in. Okay, um, my podcast is down. Right now, it's down about 20% from where it typically would be mid-month. And I believe it's because nobody's driving. <laughs> and my audience are the commuter listeners, right? It's the mamas. It's, it's all of you guys. So I'm not listening to as many podcasts. Are you guys? It's just the time. It's the timing. And so here's what I'm doing. I am still putting out my best work. Because I know when my girl is back in that car and when she is back in that mindset, which is going to be sooner rather than later, she's going to binge listen and she's going to get all caught up. So I'm not letting it affect the content that I do produce. Tessa Hull, random, qu random question warning. <laughs> okay. I'm still working on launching my podcast and I have my first three ready to record like you suggested. I also currently have a daily Facebook lockdown diary that is getting great interaction right now. And I put all this into a blog and had over 350 views and a ton of shares. Now people are asking me to make it into a recording thing. How could I have these in my podcast, but make it clear it's outside of the niche, just entertainment stuff. Um, Tessa, again, there's no rules in podcasting. Okay. So as long as it's not like crazy outside your niche and it's that same person that would care. Okay. She would care about inter this entertainment stuff. Why don't you just have like once a month, you can put like random bonus episode or random bonus episode about blank 
right? Like you can do whatever you guys want to do. And especially if your audience is asking for something, lean into it, lean into it and see what happens. You guys, I did a live coaching episode on my show, like, I don't know, six months ago, just because my audience asked for, for it. And then I saw three times the downloads, three times in one, whatever it was month. And I was like, okay. So sometimes your audience is asking for something on purpose that's going to help you become more aligned with what they need from you. So I think you absolutely should do it and just roll with it. And you guys, open communication is the win. Just say, all of you are asking for this entertainment stuff. Um, you guys are loving it over in the Facebook group. Come join the Facebook group. You're going to love it. We have a ton of fun over there. But I decided I'm going to air them on the show because you guys are loving it so much. And if you don't want to listen to this, don't worry. You know, you are welcome to skip this episode. So anytime I just communicate with my listeners, I feel like I'm covered. Hi, Aubrey. Hi, everybody. Hi, Helena. If you guys have any questions, please comment them below. Anything to do with podcasting. Okay, Kiana Norville asks, my podcast is about manifesting and style. Should I choose the art and fashion category to stand out instead of using spirituality? Okay, so Kiana, you really want to think about where's the woman who's really excited about manifesting? She's super stylish. She's, I don't know, I think of like LA or San Diego and you're super into, you know, dancing at the moon, but also like looking fierce. Yeah, I don't know. I really think that person is probably not looking inside of art. They're looking inside of spirituality. So get inside the brain of your listener, ladies, and ask yourself, what type of person is this and where is she hanging out? And here's another thing to consider, you guys. Do any of you go by category and search for podcasts? I've never once except when I'm doing research for who I want to be on their shows, pod pitch. I've never once gone, I'm going to go into religion today and just browse. Maybe you guys do. I don't know. But for me, I type in the terms of what I want to find. So I type in Christian mom or Christian entrepreneur or whatever I'm looking for. So I think my message here is don't put so much weight in your category. It's not a huge deal. The title of your show is more important. The SEO in your descriptions are more important. The way that your channel art stands out is most important. Don't worry about your, your category so much. Here's another thing. You can change it. I changed my category like three times since I started. So if that helps you. Okay, next question. Tessa Hall, I figured I could do it like the bonus content you suggested and it would help with listens and shares. Yes, exactly. Anything you guys that adds value and makes your show more fun is a go. Do, go do bonuses. Get off schedule. If you get inspired and you want to do three this week, you go, girl. You go. Anything that makes you different than everybody else that's in your podcast space is great. Here I am. Sorry. Anything that you guys do that sets you apart from your other, everyone else that's podcasting, do it. 
just make sure it serves your person that your avatar won't be turned off by it. Right. So like Tessa wouldn't go, Tessa wouldn't go and do, you know, a meal prep episode or something totally random to what her niche is. Sorry about that. I'm back, Michelle. Okay. So next question. Sorry if it kicked you guys off. I'm still here. Uh, Helena asks, Hey, sorry if you've already answered this, but I'd love to know how to define my categories. Okay. I did answer that up above. I did answer that one. So you'll want to check out the replay. Hi, Susie. Okay. So you guys have any other questions for me about podcasting, about what's going on right now and how to navigate that space? You know, while you guys are thinking of any lingering questions, I just want you to know that um, while it depends on your niche, if, you're, if your numbers are down or not, but again, that literally has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the new norm. People are not in their cars as much and people also like, I'm just not consuming right now as much as I normally would. I'm like actually reading books and doing more with my family and my kids and that's okay with me. But here's what I want you to know. When I get back in that car, you better be sure my favorite three shows, like I'm just going to binge listen to everything they've put out and I'm going to be in massive consumption mode. So don't let it affect your quality of work and your focus right now. Okay. Jacqueline asks, would you say this is a bad time to launch? Definitely not. I think this is such a great time to launch Jacqueline because when else can you get in there and start serving her when she needs you the most. Your download numbers may be a little bit down, but not necessarily because you're doing a whole launch strategy. You're creating the list. You're asking everybody to come in and review for you. Like you're, you're running the launch and every single person that knows and likes and trusts you is going to go support your launch. So that's not going to change anything. And why not start serving and setting yourself up as an expert in your space? Because come August, September, whenever that is, that magical month will be, people will be ready. They're going to be so ready. They're going to be like, I need to, you know, get productive, get systems, do the meal prepping, do the planning, do the manifesting, do the whatever, get back into prayer journaling. Like we're going to be ready. I think so. Like, I think we're going to be bubbling over with pent up excitement for our businesses again. And so if you are already positioned, it's a win. So don't ever wait. Don't ever wait to start serving you guys. And what is your show here for? To serve. Yeah. Michelle says they're going to be ready to travel. Heck yes, sister. I had to cancel my 35th birthday party to Mexico. You guys, <sighs> you better believe that's going to happen. So people will be ready. Don't ever, ever wait to start serving and solving. Okay, Kiana asks, so it seems that Pinterest is the only true vehicle to get more listeners to your podcast? Definitely not. Um, organic hype is my favorite thing ever. So I love it when you guys share about my show or when I, when I post about my show and somebody shares it. That, I believe, is the number one way to drive people because someone they trust is recommending a show. So organic shares is probably one of my favorite ways. And that's through usually Instagram stories, Facebook, or word of mouth. 
So that's great. You can also use really incredible SEO titles and descriptions, and you can do blogging that links your podcasts over to a blog. And that's amazing as well, right? Because the terms that you're using inside of all your stuff is searchable. Pinterest is an incredible way. Pinterest is my, probably my, my favorite next to just organic sharing, but Pinterest is incredible. And you guys, I have a coupon code on my Pinterest masterclass right now. It's Lola. If you guys haven't grabbed that yet, you'll get it for only $77. Like people are telling me Chelsea Joe has had 4,000% growth. I'm not kidding. Um, <laughs> one of the gals in my mastermind group, she is up to over 500% growth in Pinterest all from my 96 minute masterclass. So if you guys want to grab that, it's at pinterestmasterclass.gr8.com and use the code Lola, L-O-L-A, okay? All right, um, Misha, Misha, tell me if I'm saying that right. Misha Pigford says, I'm brand new, just joined. I also just launched my first online course last Friday. Now I wanna launch a podcast. I was wondering if I should wait. No, you guys do not wait. This is your, and hello, like you have more time and space. So launch, get it into the world, put great content out there. I didn't even do a launch, you guys. I just started my show and was like, hi, I have a podcast. And look, it's fine. It's amazing. It's my number one way that I run this business. So don't wait. And congratulations on your new course. Hi, Allison. Okay. Let me Got it. All right, guys, let me know if you have any other lingering questions. Otherwise, I just love y'all so much. Pray over each of you that you are finding excitement and joy in this time of stillness and that you are leaning into the unexpected with excitement and, and anticipation because so many surprises and blessings are going to come out of this time. And I keep saying I'm finding the miracles in the mess. And I really am. And I pray that you guys are too, and that you are trusting in this process that there will be incredible things that come out of this for you and that you just keep going, tap into the reserves, right? Tap into like the energy reserves that you have and focus on what lights you up and do more of that in this time. So I just want to let you guys give you guys that little note of encouragement. Chelsea has one last question. Do you have any advice on switching your niche on your podcast. I want to add in business and marketing. Yeah, Chelsea, if you're going to switch or broaden your niche, just communicate it. And then think about if you need a total rebrand or not. So I just did an entire um, rebranding with the Unshaken podcast with Megan Stratton. And they went from a duo show that talked about like Christian lifestyle to a completely new brand of sales and conversion as a solo show with Megan. So she actually needed an entire rebrand, right? Cause it's a completely different topic. And, and so she kept the show, rebranded it and openly communicated that. And then she actually did a complete relaunch. So you need to ask yourself, is this the same woman listening? And it's just a bit more broad. Cool. Just communicate. Or is this a different woman with a different pain point? I would recommend rebranding and relaunching, if that makes sense. All right, guys, I will see you later. I hope that this Q&A was helpful. If there's any other questions I did not get to, just comment below and I would be happy to answer them for you guys. See you later. See you soon.